iacta cogitatum tuum in domino, et ipse te inutriet. Cast thy care upon the Lord, and he shall look after thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. As was the case last Sunday, the second Sunday after Pentecost, the propers of the Mass were remarkably well suited to the Sunday within the octave of Corpus Christi, even though the Mass of the second Sunday after Pentecost was composed long before the institution of the Feast of the Sacred Heart, so too on this third Sunday after Pentecost, which is by far more ancient than the Feast of the Sacred Heart, we are given on this Sunday that has become, by the liturgical providence of God, the Sunday within the octave of the Feast of the Sacred Heart, a Mass that could well be a Mass of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. The intro it today begins with, shall I not call it a prayer to the Sacred Heart of Jesus? It's taken from Psalm 24. Look thou upon me, O Lord. When I encounter this word, respice, in Latin, I'm inclined to give it a very strong meaning. It's not just aspice. It's stronger than that. It's a look that dwells on the object of one's sight, not just a passing glance. It's a look that sees inside the object of one's sight and does not stop at mere outward appearances. I don't know if our Latinists in residence would approve of this, but I would almost want to translate the beginning of the intro as, Look thou into me, O Lord. Not just at me, but look thou into me, O Lord. And have mercy on me. Quoniam unicus, for I am alone. I am single. Et pauper sum ego, and I am poor. And then, after respice, we have vide. See my abjection. Abjection is the English rendering. Uh, the Latin has vide humilitatem meam. See 
how I am brought low even to the ground. That's, that's the meaning of vide humilitate meam. See how low I have been cast down. Et laborem meum. And my struggle. This, uh, what the English of the Missal gives as labor, uh, et laborem meum might well be rendered, and my struggle. The struggle to get up, the struggle to rise again, the struggle to emerge. Et dimite omnia peccata mea, and put away all my sins. The psalmist is intimating that the thing that is keeping him from getting up is the oppressive weight of his sins. That's why he's struggling on the ground. That's why he can't get up. And so he says, Dimite omnia peccata mea. Take away or put away all my sins. Deus meus. Deus meus. My God. And so this intro, it is an act of confidence in the Sacred Heart of Jesus. An act of supplication addressed to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And the verse goes to the beginning of Psalm 24. To thee, O Lord, have I lifted up my soul. In thee, my God, I put my trust. Deus meus in te confido. Here we have the biblical, one of the many biblical sources of the prayer of St. Faustina, Jesus, I trust in you, which in the Latin rendering of that prayer is in te confido, in te confido. And so often as our Lord reveals to us the mystery of his open heart, he calls us to trust in the love of his heart, to trust in the merciful goodness of his heart. It's yet another work of divine providence that at the same time St. Faustina in Poland received the invocation, Jesus, I trust in you, Mother Yvonne Aimé was receiving in France at the same time the invocation, O Jesus, King of love, I put my trust in thy loving goodness. All of these are flowerings, if you will, of what we find in sacred scripture. Deus meus in te confido. Now, 
the collect picks up on this trust, this confidence, which is also sometimes translated as hope. And it begins by calling God protector in te speranzio, the protector of all that hope in thee, or that trust in thee, or that, why not, abandon themselves to thee. Without whom nothing is strong. All our pretensions about being able to stand on our own two feet, all our boasting, maybe not outward boasting, but inward boasting, about being someone, or doing something, or having something, or knowing something, without whom nothing is strong. Nothing is holy. Nikil est validum nikil santum. A phrase that we do well to repeat to ourselves. Nikil est validum nikil santum. That, that's a portrait. Well, at least I can say it. It's a portrait of myself. I don't know if you can say it's a portrait of yourselves, but it is one of me. I can look in the mirror and then say, Nikil est validum, Nikil sanctum. I don't know if you can look in the mirror and say that. But then comes a prayer of hope. Multiplica super nos misericordiam tuam. That's an extraordinary expression. Of course, we encounter it in the Psalms too. Multiply thy mercies upon us. We don't say, have mercy on us. Multiply thy mercies upon us. Pour them out abundantly, super abundantly. Multiply thy mercies upon us. That having thee for our Ruler and guide, ut te rectore te duce. Now this, this rector in Latin is the one who puts us on a straight path, on a direct path. Because we are, by reason of our fallen nature, twisted and twisting. We're twisted, and because we're twisted, we twist. And that's why we need the rector, the man who makes all things straight. And te duce. That is an allusion to Psalm 22. The Psalm of the Good Shepherd and the shepherd, of course, appears in today's gospel, just as he appears on the front of this chasuble that I asked Brother Aylward to put out because it so well illustrates 
the gospel of this third Sunday after Pentecost. All of this by way of leading into the epistle, which we really need to hear. I needed to hear it. Last night, as I looked at the epistle of today's Mass, I thought, oh my God, how much I need to hear this epistle. And then I thought, how much we, all of us, need to hear it. And it's St. Peter who addresses us. He calls us like an Italian pope. Carissimi. <laughs> Carissimi. Isn't that beautiful? The first pope addresses us that way. Dearly beloved. And what does he say? Humiliami subpotenti manudei. Be you humbled under the mighty hand of God. This is St. Peter, in his own way and in his own words, teaching us abandonment to divine providence. Be you humbled under the mighty hand of God, that he may lift you up in the time of visitation. I think I told you the other day that on one occasion I was praying and the Lord allowed me to hear in the ear of my heart I am he who lifts the fallen, Dominus Eligit Elisos. Yes, this is what God does. He lifts the fallen. Ut vos exalted in tempore visitationis, that he may lift you up in the time of visitation. And then the apostle says, Casting all your care, your worry, your anxiety. Omnem solicitudinem vestram proicientes in eum. It's a very vivid uh, word. It's, it's uh, really casting it all into the heart of Jesus. All of the things that cause us anxiety, the things that stir up fear, the demonic attacks that take the form of the terrible what-ifs. You know what that is. When the demon goes around and whispers, what if this? But what if that? But what if this happens? But what if this other thing should happen? The devil loves to sow the what ifs. And then he stands back and folds his arms and watches. And watches the disarray the fear, the anxiety. St. Peter says, no. Casting all your fear, your anxiety, your apprehensions, casting all the terrible what-ifs 
upon him into the heart of Jesus. And then this verse that I find supremely consoling, quoniam ipsi cura est devovis, for he hath care of you, or for he is looking after you. The uh, little Neapolitan priest, Tondolindo Rotolo, wrote a marvelous little novena of uh, surrender or abandonment. And the gist of Dondolindo's novena uh, derives from this word of sacred scripture, for he hath care of you, for he will look after you. The, the refrain of the novena prayer is, Jesu, pensaci tu. Jesus, you look after it. You look after it. I'm not going to be concerned about it anymore. I'm going to cast it into your sacred heart and not give it another thought. Sometimes we cast our cares, our solicitudes, our anxieties into the heart of Jesus with one hand and with the other hand we take them back. We have a queer attachment to our anxieties. We don't want to let go of them. Cast your care upon him, for he hath care of you. Now, just in case we didn't get it from St. Peter, it's repeated for us in the gradual. This is a, a wonderful device in the liturgy, this, this pedagogy of repetition. Oh, maybe you were distracted during the epistle and you didn't quite hear it. It didn't really register with you. So, so no sooner is the epistle finished then what do we sing? This time, this time from the Psalm 54, Yakta, Yakta, cogitatum tuum in domino, cast thy care upon the Lord. Yakta cogitatum tuum in domino, cast that thing that is weighing upon you that obsession, that anxiety that has a grip on you, that thing that is haunting you at night and is there when you wake up in the morning and that gnaws at you in the course of the day, that thing, cast it upon the Lord. And the psalm says, it ipse te now, the English translation of the Missal says, and he shall sustain thee. Well, sustain can mean um, give, thee, give thee nourishment. It can mean, because we eat in order to sustain our bodies. But that a nutriet has a Eucharistic resonance. Uh, and, and he will nourish you so as to strengthen you and restore you and refresh you. This sends us back to the intro to the Feast of the Sacred Heart. 
which uh, the thoughts of his heart are to all generations, uh, to provide, to look after, to nourish us in time of famine. So the Eucharistic resonance of that, et ipse te inutriet. And then the psalmist gives his testimony. You know that uh, in revivals, testimonies are the big thing. That people are called forward to give their testimony. And what is the testimony? Well, the Lord did this for me. And so we have a little testimony in the gradual. The psalmist says, When I cried to the Lord, he heard my voice from them that draw near to me. So this, it seems to me, is all related to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And as if all of this were not enough, we are given a beautiful gospel of the Sacred Heart. A gospel that so marked our Father Saint Benedict that he borrows from it and inserts it in the text of the Holy Rule. Again, the reason for this medallion of the shepherd carrying the one sheep back on his shoulders. What man is there of you that hath a hundred sheep, and if he shall lose one of them, doth he not leave the ninety-nine in the desert, and go after that which was lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, lay it upon his shoulders rejoicing, and coming home, coming home, et veniens dom. Call together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, because I have found my sheep that was lost. This is a revelation, that is to say, a disclosure of the heart of Jesus. And the offertory picks up on the introit, the collect, the epistle, the gradual, the gospel, and returns to trust. Let them trust in thee, spera and in te omnes. Let them hope in thee. Let them stake their lives on thee. Let them abandon themselves to thee. Let them surrender themselves to thee. Who know thy name, O Lord. Jesus, 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 be to me a Jesus. Who know thy name, O Lord, for thou hast not forsaken them that seek thee. And the offertory concludes with this call to praise. Psalite Domino. Sing ye to the Lord, who dwelleth in Zion. And to my mind, this is one of the most beautiful lines of Psalm 9, which Psalm I once gave to uh, Dom Finian, or suggested to him. Um, For he hath not forgotten the cry of the poor. He hath not forgotten the cry of the poor. And 
the communion returns to the gospel. And I find the communion interesting. You always have to put the communion antiphon in its, in its liturgical or ritual context. Because the communion antiphon is designed to be sung during the procession to Holy Communion. I say to you, there is joy before the angels of God upon one sinner, penitentiam agente. Now, one sinner turning around. That's doing penance means to change direction, to turn around. And I see in this an allusion to our approach of the adorable body of our Lord in Holy Communion. In effect, Holy Communion is a turning towards the Lord, a moving towards the Lord, a movement, yes, the initial movement is by grace. It is by grace that he draws us to himself by allowing us to put one foot in front of the other and so to approach him in an act of surrender, an act of trust, Holy Communion is the fulfillment of what we sang in the gradual. Cast thy care upon the Lord. If you're going to Holy Communion today, cast your care upon the Lord. And then what? And he will feed you. And he will feed you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.